0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for the uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's all now. Downtown Dan's going to... Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) I got to salute you, man. Like I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. This is the ISO podcast. Thanks for listening. We've had a number of really good guests over the past couple of months, looking forward to bringing in some other great guests. But today I wanted to do something a little different, and it's a look at the week ahead, the weekend, um, what's catching my eye, maybe a few things that have caught my eye over the last couple of days as we kick off this new year of 2022. Hard to believe we're already, what is today, seven days in, January 7th, but um when I when I look at college hoops, uh, which is something that that I have a passion for I call college basketball games on a number of different media networks. Um, I, I look at the topsy turviness that is happened over the last couple of weeks due to covid um, and the postponing and or canceling of games and the upcoming and necessary rescheduling of games. Uh, the, the WCC has been maybe the most hard-hit league across the country. Their first opening weekend of games, every single men's and women's game in the WCC was postponed. Second week, which is what we're in now, most games on the Thursday were canceled. It's looking as if a couple of the games are going to go on Saturday. I know the Gonzaga Uh, game where they're hosting Pepperdine is going to go. So that's good to see that we're looking like we're getting out of that. Uh, Maybe there might be another week or so of some postponements, some cancellations before we start seeing some rescheduling of conference games. But um, the thing I wanted to touch on was maybe the best creativity On the fly to get a good game in that's not gonna necessarily impact the league in the WCC standings but just will impact their prospects of making uh, the NCAA tournament as as an at-large bid and this would have been the USF Dons getting creative and playing Loyola the Ramblers out of Chicago um, in, in a quick turnaround fashion from my understanding it took about Uh, 45 minute to an hour phone call uh, between the two head coaches, uh, Drew Valentine at Loyola, Todd Golden at USF. Uh, Once they knew that their currently scheduled games in their respective leagues, the WCC, the Missouri Valley, weren't going to be able to go. They wanted to find a way to get a good game and a game that win or lose for either team uh, would help them figure out where they were at, where they need to continue to improve upon where they need to put their focus on um, to continue to improve, to be an NCAA tournament team. Because uh, you see both of these two teams, I think definitely uh, are building resumes that trend in that direction. Uh, Loyola ended up coming out with the win. I believe it was 79, 74. They made a couple big plays down the stretch. Um, But the reason I thought this was so great was it wasn't played in either gym of their own prospective schools. They met in Salt Lake City, and not in a big gym, at the Salt Lake, Salt Lake Community College, and they played this game uh, with about 36 to 48 hours of prep time. Uh, I hope that if there are other programs, other teams that are having this uh, game cancellation, postponement uh, issues, that more of these kind of mid-major programs can come together and, and put together some great uh, Spur-of-the-moment games, because that was a phenomenal idea. Glad to see both those two teams willing to play on, on short notice, and, and both play pretty well, considering they've had some some pauses. Um, next topic um, that is uh, of interest to me, and it came up twice in the last three, four days, and this is Jersey retirements. Um, you see lots of different places are, have jersey retirements and there's certain criteria these players have to hit there's certain criterias that maybe the fans want to see hit Um, but really if you're talking about anybody having a jersey retirement they've had a tremendous career and they've had an impact and an influence uh, on that school or that organization that they've been a part but the two that i want to talk about one's a no-brainer to me the other one it got me scratching my head and i'll get into the reasons why but the two jersey retirements Io Desunmo from Illinois and Dirk Nowitzki with the Dallas Mavericks. And first, I'll go with Io Desunmo and why that's a head scratcher to me. He just finished playing at Illinois a season ago. He was an early entry to the NBA. He's playing with the Chicago Bulls. He wasn't a lottery pick. He wasn't even a first-round draft pick. He was a second-round draft pick. And you're talking... Ten months after leaving campus, he's getting his jersey retired. And we don't even he, – he was never – he wasn't a first-team All-American. Uh, yeah, he did change from what I know and what I've read and what I've heard from others. He did help change the culture of Illinois basketball and get them back to a, a level of, of prominence in the Big Ten – not necessarily nationally. I mean, they were a, a top five team at times last year, um, but they flamed out in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and for a college kid to, to get his jersey retired 10 months after, not making a Final Four, not being a, a, a unanimous first-team All-American, um, not being a lottery pick in the NBA draft, not truly um, being somebody that I would imagine... And I don't know the kid. I'm sure he's a great – he's a good kid. I'm sure he, he did lots of positive things. But you, when you talk at jersey retirements, you're talking about, um, you know, absolutely uh, kind of trendsetters or so far above the bar um, that you're going to wait um, a few years before somebody else is in that realm. Um, you know, you're looking at does Kofi Kochburn get his jersey retired next year when, when he's and gone. I mean, I, I just think that sets a really – bad and in questionable precedent to retired jerseys um but at the end of the day illinois decided to do it good for the kid i wish him nothing but the best of luck in the nba i did like him at, at illinois um and, and i was pulling for for the fight in Atlanta a a year ago even though the big 10 flopped illinois flopped they weren't able to to really advance too deep in the ncaa tournament so That's the first one. The second one to me, Dirk Nowitzki, is an absolute no-brainer as a Jersey retirement. And really, when you're talking about a guy like that, it's literally ask him when the best day is. Find the best game that matches up with, with what works for him. And just create such a ceremony to celebrate what somebody has done over the course of their career and Dirk deserves it as much as as some other guys that have deserved it over the years. You know, I think the first one that I truly remember uh, as a player uh, or sorry as a kid remembering seeing a jersey retirement would have been Kareem Abdul Jabbar Dr J when they kind of went on those uh, there. It it, everyone knew it was their last year in their league in the league. Um, So you would see and know. That the jersey retirement ceremony was coming up you know the magic and bird one that comes to mind as a kid uh, you know the michael jordan one definitely comes to mind you see pictures all the time um, but Dirk Nowitzki, that's an awesome one simply for the fact that 21 seasons 21 seasons with the same franchise the dallas mavericks sixth all-time nba in scoring he did an unbelievable job of, of breaking that mold uh that a lot of people thought of for european players is they're soft they only do this they only do that um he wasn't the first european to come over but he was the first i think that truly kind of broke that uh, that that mold of of pigeonholing guys from europe into a certain category of players and since that you saw a tremendous amount of other european players come in you had tony parker you've had Um, Jokic in in recent memories. You've had all these other guys uh, come in and and follow his lead. Now, some of the first guys would have been Marshalonis, Sabonis, Petrovich, to name a couple. Um, They kind of broke through, but then I think Dirk was the guy that took it to the next level. And and to see uh, the ceremony around that jersey retirement was awesome to see. I was lucky enough to be a part of the Dallas Mavericks. Um, For about three, three and a half months, I only got in four games because the roster was that loaded, as well as, um, you know, circumstances uh, with different things of my career and with the organization at the time. Um, But I got in four games. I got to know Dirk a little bit uh, on and off the court. Tremendous person, tremendous player, uh, tremendous teammate. He deserves all the recognition um, that comes with having his jersey retired uh, in that setting. So two unique and different jersey retirements that caught my eye over the past week or so. Um, last two topics, football. If you listen to the ISO consistently, you know that um, basketball's my focus. Obviously that's my past, that's my experience, that's my knowledge base. Uh, I try not to go down too many um, avenues where I don't know a lot about it. Um, and football is one of those just because I don't watch it. I, I have an okay understanding for the game, but I don't watch it enough to, to know, you know, the current storylines uh, of the NFL or even college football. But the one, the two storylines that caught my eye in the last couple of days, the first one is Cooper Cup um, because he's from the state of Washington, because he's from Eastern Washington University. And I, years ago, I had a radio show, sports talk show here in Spokane and, and my uh, co-host sean slim widmere at the time um he was an eastern washington graduate and so he followed eastern washington football as closely as he could he always told me uh, about uh cooper cup and how good of a football player he was and we had him on our radio show uh, on a couple different occasions um and so i knew the name i knew he was really good um but i knew there was an enormous adjustment from Division II FBS football um, to the NFL. Well, he's made that seamless transition, and now he's being talked about as an MVP type candidate. And I think it's so cool to see um, a, a player from Eastern Washington kind of being talked about in that spotlight. But then on the next part, I, I, I find myself having a crazy amount of respect for him in reading some of the comments where, you know, he's, he essentially says, I shouldn't even. Uh, Because he's about to, or he's on the verge of having a chance to break some all time receiving records. And his comments go along the lines of, there's no way I should even be in this conversation. Those records should be separate because we are now in a 17 game season. We're not in a 16 game season. uh, And it's a different style of football that's being played now versus what was played in some of those 16 game seasons where these records were set. So I found that so refreshing for a, such a talented player who's uh, on the verge of, of possibly being in, in M- a true MVP candidate, making those comments in uh, respecting, you know, the place and time in the, the setting of the game and how it's played now versus then uh, because I think there's an evolution in all sports and statistics, uh, aren't necessarily the only barometer for success, uh, both in your current time frame, but also collectively, uh, amongst the history of the, of the sport. So I thought that was really interesting. That was unique. That was fun to see the other one that caught my eye, um, in it for a bad reason was Antonio Brown leaving in the middle of a game. I mean, I don't like to to kind of go down the rabbit hole of talking about guys should have done this. Why did they do that? They're, they're a cancer to a team for doing this. But when you put on your Jersey and you're going to go into a game, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball, whether in this case, it's football. If you put the Jersey on and you walk out onto that floor, that field for that day, or that baseball diamond, you need to be sold out for that next stretch until the game is over. Until that third out in the ninth inning till the buzzer sounds in the, in, on the court or on the football field, your sole focus needs to be on what can I do to help my team win? Shouldn't be what is best for me because you're as an athlete, things are all, sometimes going to go your way. Sometimes they're not going to go your way. And you have to figure out as an athlete uh, to put yourself in your wants, your needs at times on the back burner for the good of the group, to win that particular game antonio brown didn't like something that was going on during the course of the game he was frustrated i know there were comments about he says he was hurt and others says he wasn't and he takes his jersey off takes his shoulder pads off sets him down walks off throws his shirt um just creates a complete unnecessary unneeded spectacle of himself placing himself as much more important than the team I just found that to be uh, uncalled for, and and quite frankly, you're a pro, act like it. You're getting paid a lot of money. Um, You're setting an example for a lot of kids who watch and want to follow in your footsteps, and I think you're setting a bad example, a bad precedent um, for how to act when things possibly don't go your way. So again, this is The ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Appreciate you listening. Uh, got a lot of good guests set up for the next couple weeks. So we'll be recording those in the next uh, week or two. We'll get, start getting those out. If you want more content, more information, check out Gonzaga Nation SI. It's another podcast that I'm working on in partnership with SB Live. My co host for that, former Gonzaga All American, Adam Morrison. So um, check us out on that platform as well. So. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Have yourself a great weekend. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals.